0: CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry. But more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances Show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central.
1: And welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show uh, here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And want to always give a big shout out, a big thank you to all my regular listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I want to give a huge shout out and say welcome to all of my new listeners. And ultimately, I want to thank God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of other people. Now, my radio show is a financial and life empowerment show, focusing in on improving your financial outlook. But it doesn't stop there. We're here to give you some life lessons. That means educating you in other areas of life, mind, body, and spirit to help you live life to the fullest. So in a nutshell, we are here to help you. Now tonight, we have another great show. Uh, we are continuing in our Women and Finances series here on the here on the Shape Your Finances show. And tonight will be the ninth episode. And uh, hopefully you've had an opportunity to listen to the previous uh, episode. I've had a great lineup of guests. Uh, All different types of background and just talking about the perspective of women in their particular area, but also talking about the challenges and struggles and the achievements that they have had that we can all relate to. So uh, I want you to please stay tuned uh, for our guest tonight. The call in number tonight is 917 889 8078. Again, the call in number is 917-889-8078. If you didn't know, you can listen to my show uh, in other areas, other platforms. um, The show is actually on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Now tonight, my guest, she is a graduate of Southeastern Louisiana University, and she got her MBA from Tiffin University. She's the founder and president of ZeroGap.co, a global training and development firm that specializes in women's leadership within male-dominated industries. ZeroGap has been identified as one of the fastest-growing companies in 2019 by Inc. Magazine. Jacqueline is an Amazon best-selling author. She has been featured in Forbes, Fast Co., Essence Now, Black Enterprise, Parade, Today.com, NBC Black, and more, all on the topic of women's leadership and negotiating strategies. Her life mission is to eliminate the gender wage gap by providing practical strategies for women to advance and thrive in leadership roles. In her downtime, she loved to practice yoga and she loved to cook. By the way, I love to eat, by the way. Uh, when Jacqueline isn't working on leadership development for women, she enjoys seeing the world from up in the air. Check out her YouTube video as she, uh, I guess, went skydiving, which I'm, I have to say, you're a brave person. <laughs> Let's welcome to the show tonight, Miss Jacqueline Twilly. Hello, Jacqueline. How are you tonight?
2: Hello, Lino, and thank you so much for having me as a guest and for that warm introduction.
1: Oh, you're more than welcome. Now, tell me, where did you go skydiving?
2: In North Georgia, so about two and a half hours north of Atlanta.
1: Wow. Were you afraid?
2: I was not. <laughs> I was um, very excited. If you watch the video, you'll see the the excitement that I had before I went in the air and when I touched back down on the ground.
1: Okay. Well, oh, I look forward to seeing it. I I had one, one instance in my life I wanted to skydive, and the thought kind of left. <laughs> and, and, of course, now every time I ask my wife about doing it, she always asks if my insurance is paid up. So I guess I won't be doing <laughs> skydiving. <laughs> but it's a pleasure having you here on the show tonight. Thank you again. And I want to make sure that we take advantage of the time tonight uh, having you here. So, as I always do with all my guests uh, here on the show, I always like for them to share uh, their personal money story, you know, sharing your experience with money growing up. Will you please share your story?
2: Yes. So, I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs, and my first money story was an entrepreneur endeavor, my first business. I had a sign-up sheet in my room on the back of my bedroom door, and I have two younger sisters. I would charge them to rent my clothes. So if they want a belt, a t-shirt, whatever, they could check it out. And I also had late fees. Now, this system, it worked for about wow. two weeks until my mom saw the list, and that was <laughs> in the story on renting my clothes that my mom had purchased. Um, But that was my first entrepreneurial endeavor, but that came as a result of me seeing everyone in my family running businesses. So transition from that, my second business was legit inside of one of my mom's businesses in her hair salon. She allowed me to sell snacks and a big money lesson with that business was I couldn't eat my inventory and I couldn't spend the income that I was bringing in because I had to replenish for the the next order, the next weekend when more customers would come in. So that was really yeah. one of my foundational money stories.
1: Oh, fantastic. My dad had a, a little store uh, along with his upholstery business, but uh, I always thought it was free because it was my dad, but he actually charged us, his own kids, uh, for those snacks. But uh, I, I understand now why he did that, so it taught me a whole lot about it. So thank you so much for sharing that. Now tell us, uh, tell us about your company, Zero Gap, and also tell us what influenced you to start your own business.
2: So with Zero Gap, we focus on leveling the playing field for women leaders within male-dominated industries. Now the impetus for me starting the business is based on my life's work, which is to eliminate the gender wage gap. And I've identified two ways out of the the numerous ways that we can solve that issue. So the first one is teaching women to negotiate so that they don't leave money on the table. And the second way is working with organizations to help them to increase their leadership pipeline and to push more women into top leadership roles. Because what we know for a fact is that the people who run organizations get paid the most. And as of 20. 18 less than five percent of fortune 500 leaders were women so that's where the emphasis for zero gap came in and that's why we focus on leadership development within male-dominated industries
1: now do you do how do you do your sessions uh do you do with like groups of of people at a time or do you do one-on-one uh consults as well
2: So when we go into an organization and we work with them for a consultation, we identify the areas of opportunity where there are currently gaps, where they're not either retaining or engaging their female workforce. And then from there we will execute a plan. Now for some organizations that looks like establishing an employee resource group program that's aligned directly with the company objectives. For other organizations that might be direct skills training for High potential employees, and then for other organizations that may look like executive coaching.
1: Okay, okay. Now, how I'm just thinking about in today's time with uh, millennials, how is the mindset of millennials versus veteran uh, workers uh, alongside what you do? Do you see a, 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 a great disparity, I guess, mindset wise?
2: So generationally, and and I'm not a workplace generational expert, but what I can tell you from direct experience is that now that millennials are the largest segment of the workforce by many reports, it is increasingly important for companies to um, level out any bias that they may have with generally um, stereotyping an entire generation. At the core, one of the things that I love doing with organizations is walking through why they hired certain employees, because at some stage a company brought in a particular employee um, because they saw them as potential compared to other candidates. So regardless of the generation that that person is in, that customer, which my customer, the company knew that this person could come to their organization and add value. So if we stay focused on why you identify this person versus other people to come in and work with you, then we can really get to the nitty-gritty of understanding how to engage them to achieve company goals. And once you do that, at the core, it's specifically for millennials, they want to be engaged in an organization. And so that's part of what we do in terms of the leadership development program.
1: Oh, perfect. Now, how many of these you do, I'll just say on the average monthly or uh, annually, I would say, either way?
2: Um, yeah, you know, we have clients all over the world. And so yeah. our reach, um, if, if you're asking for like how many sessions we do per month with clients, it can range it, yes. anywhere upwards of 15. Um, okay. But then in the slower seasons, Around the holiday and mid summers, um, we do have a, a bit of a break, so we can drop down to anywhere around 25 to 30 a month, which gives our our team a chance to take breaks as well.
1: Yeah, okay. Now, with that, uh, what are some of the uh, challenges or some of the struggles that you have faced along the way, you know, with doing what you do? Um, have there been any any hard obstacles uh, that you've—I'm quite sure they have. If you can kind of share some of the some of the challenges that you've had uh, along the way and with your company and all.
2: Yeah. So as a business owner, it's always a roller coaster. You have high highs and you have low lows, which is part of the excitement of just loving the journey and the process of it. But to give you a specific example, I recall a time very early on in the business where I was negotiating a fairly large contract, and everything was going well. We had agreed on the terms, and we got down to signing the contract, and upon reviewing the contract, there was a lot of language in there that wasn't included in those pre-discussions. So Mm -hmm. when I met with my attorney and we went through and we redlined the contract, we sent it back to my point of contact. At that point, he gave me a call, and he told me that he would have to run it by his boss, who was the decision maker. And so ultimately, my stomach dropped because I knew in that moment I had been pitching and talking to the wrong person the entire time. Long story short, I lost that that 12-month contract, which in the early stages of my business was like a disaster for me especially with contractors that I had to pay in to let them know that we didn't get this deal. But it was a great lesson, and I appreciate that I learned it early on, was to make sure that I'm talking to the appropriate stakeholders within an organization from the very beginning.
1: Yes, that's that's that kind of reminds me when I was in the banking world, and I would go out to get a commercial loan from a client, and, you know, you like I said, you go over all the terms and conditions and you find out that it's the wrong person and when I went to gather all my final documents for signature uh you know the the person that was supposed to be signing was unaware so i I definitely understand uh and can kind of relate when it comes to some of those challenges and struggles now have you had any uh, uh any with starting a business and and then just operating it from day to day, or have you faced any like I guess any personal uh, struggles? Uh, any any um, I guess pushback, especially when you use use the term in male dominated industries. Of course, that can sometimes put up a, a defense mechanism. Have you faced any uh, struggles there with being able to? Uh, go forth in what you're providing for companies? Have you had any uh, pushback from any companies or from any organization in what you're doing and and the services that you're providing?
2: No, In in terms of the organizations that we work with, companies have been very receptive to it. When I first started the business several years ago, we were in the pre-Me Too, Time's Up era. So organizations knew they had an issue it was probably a hush hush issue so when they brought me in it was very quiet and now I think companies are more aligned with what is expected to treat all employees fairly both men and women people with disabilities people of different sexual orientations and of different religions so they're more proudly bringing in organizations like mine to help them enhance that effectiveness of all of the leaders within their organizations. So I haven't had much pushback. Um, personally, you know, I hear a lot of foreign stories just today. Yeah. A major international organization that we would all know off the top of our head, I was talking to one of the leaders in that company, and she shared with me last night at an event, how she had to, um, sent off some unwanted sexual advances in her workplace. Now, her company proudly um, produces their banner that they're inclusive for all, but something within the culture isn't translating to all of their employees because this was a public setting. Right. So I do still deal with a lot of those things within organizations. It's sad to say that it happens, but the more we bring awareness to this and reinforce the positive behaviors of what is acceptable at work, we're able
1: to decrease a lot of that behavior. I agree totally. I agree totally. Well, hold that note, and we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to continue our discussion tonight. So we're here on the – we're coming up to our second portion of the Women in Finances Series with Miss Jacqueline Twilley, and we're going to uh, take a quick break, and we'll be right back. So stay tuned.
0: Listening to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances Show with host Lionel Shipman on the CWR Talk Network. One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move is called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has my In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, Exercise and healthy eating can help reverse pre-diabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Bet he can't say that in reverse. Today, Today we, we decided, decided to, to, walk to walk to school. school. The, the light counted. Fifteen, fourteen, 41, thirty-one, I mean thirteen. We took, we took a, a left, left on Carroll
1: Street. Street. Danny's smart, but he gets distracted. I
0: realized he, they realized he
1: forgot walking. his homework. Oh, hope you that 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 school. School.
0: When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances Show with your host, Lionel Shipman, on the CWR Talk Network.
1: Well, welcome back, and we're continuing our discussion with Ms. Jacqueline Twiller in the ninth episode of the Women in Finances series here on the Shape Your Finances Show. Uh, I want to switch gears just a tad bit, uh, Jacqueline. Uh, Tell us about your book. I know that you have one book that you wrote uh, some years ago, and then you have a new book. Uh, If you can kind of tell us a little bit about both of those books.
2: Thank you for letting me speak about those books. So my first book is titled Navigating the Career Jungle, A Guide for Young Professionals. And that book really centers on the cornerstones of what it takes to succeed in the workplace and really dispelling myths of what we see on TV when young people enter the workforce and they think that they're going to get a corner office and they'll be promoted instantly, (laughs) really removing that romanticization that we get from television and film. And so we walk through – the cornerstones of truth, integrity, hard work, and what's expected if you're going to succeed, including networking. My upcoming book, Don't Leave Money on the Table, focuses on negotiation strategies for women, specifically women in male-dominated industries. And in that book, I share a five-part framework for setting up for successful negotiations.
1: Okay. Now, with piggybacking off of that, do you see uh, or have you seen any progression or either any positive changes for women uh, in equalizing the playing field in business and in particularly in leadership positions?
2: So that's a two-part question. So I'll answer it in this way. When we look at statistics, and that I shared earlier, In 2018, we saw a drop of Fortune 500 leadership representation of women leaders go from the all-time high of 7.4%, and it dropped below 5%. When we look at that stat, it's alarming, and it shows us that progress isn't being made at the very top levels of some of the leading organizations. On an individual level, with the clients that I work with and with the women that I work with, I definitely see progress being made. So in one area, we do see some movement, and in another area, we see that we're moving backwards. So we definitely have to keep a focus on this. Now, a few weeks ago, maybe a month or so now, Harvard Business Review shared a stat that says, the more we talk about women in leadership, the more people think action is being taken and the less likely they are to enact any change within their organization. So it is a double-edged sword of the awareness that's being driven and the actual progress that's being made in leveling that playing field.
1: Well, i, I say this. Uh, I applaud you in what your company and what you're doing uh, in equalizing the playing field and hopefully, uh, as you continue, as well as other people continue, that the playing field will be a little bit more equal uh, and fair and just uh, as we move forward. So I, I applaud what you're doing uh, uh, and what you and, and with your company and also.
0: Now with that, and I also appreciate
2: I appreciate the support that you um, deliver, especially on LinkedIn. That you always provide insight. And you show that you are a strong advocate in this area. So we can't do this if we don't have everybody on board. So I just want to commend you also for your leadership in that area.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, I, I have learned from years ago uh, respect and, and honor. And, uh, and that's something that I will always uh, carry with me. And when there is uh, a lack of just and a lack of fairness, uh, I'm always an advocate to Make sure that everything is equal, and especially in this area, because uh, it is such a need uh, uh, out there in the industry, in all industry, not in just one sector, but in all industry. So, and thank you so much for those comments. Uh, so, uh, as we're coming, we're not closing out yet, but I want you to, if you can give some, maybe some advice. I say for all of my listeners tonight. I know that some some of the advice may be geared just straight toward women, but it's, I know that advice can be taken with anyone. So what advice can you give to women out there that uh, that are just a, just a means of encouraging them to move forward and to progress uh, with these key strategies, some of the strategies that you teach? What advice can you kind of give to them
2: tonight? So in this is a finance show, so I'm going to go on the negotiating side in terms of salary. And okay. the research by Linda Babcock and Sarah Lasser, her, they uncovered that women who don't negotiate at their first job offer stand to lose over a half a million dollars over the course of their careers. And so that's in part why I focus on negotiation as one of the two principles in my company. Now, with that, there is hope. You know, a lot of us, because of society, the way we're brought up, we're not taught as women to negotiate, which is why I developed the five part framework that's listed in Don't Leave Money on the Table. So, that five part framework is my advice for the women. It's the latte method. So, latte stands for this when you're going into any negotiation, L, look at the details. A, anticipate challenges. The first T, think about your walk away point. The second T, talk it through, and the E, which is the last of the five, is evaluate your options. In business as well as in life, the more information you have, the more power you have because you're able to make better informed decisions. And so this goes with any aspect of finances. If you're in the dark and you don't know what's going on, you don't know if you're making a good decision or not. And ultimately what we're doing is we want women to, to be able to know the difference between a good deal when it comes to negotiation and a great deal. So negotiation at the core is a conversation. It's not a battle. So approach this with a conversational tone, uncover as much information as you can so that you can make a well-informed decision.
1: I absolutely love that. See, I, I, I took away a whole lot there. Um, and you're right. I think a lot of time people are just not informed. So that should encourage us tonight, gather as much information as possible so you can make an informed uh, decision. And when it comes to negotiation, uh, I know for once, years ago, I was so leery of wanting to speak up for myself, Uh, be it. Negotiating with it, with I cruise a lot, so going to the Caribbean and you're buying things there on the islands. Uh, Sometimes you have to negotiate to uh, to get them to drop their prices. And I was the kind that I would I would just take whatever is, is given. Now my wife is totally different. She's probably one of the best negotiators here uh, <laughs> you know, on the face of this earth. But <laughs> And I, thank, and I thank God for her uh, in so many ways. And she, she has helped me, and plus I've had some training uh, with negotiation. And you're right, sometimes we leave money on the table, and I love the title of your book, Don't Leave Money on the Table. So uh, I would encourage listeners, get this new book. I mean, get this new book, uh, make it part of your, your reading list, your library, uh, in your career and in business and learn these keys and these tools that Jacqueline has put forth uh, in her book. Now, as we're coming down near a closing, share with us uh, your – how can people get in contact with you, how companies and organizations – how can they get in contact uh, with you?
2: Yeah, so my company Zero Gap can be found online at Z E R O G A P. Dot co no M at the end, co And personally, I would love to connect with you all on LinkedIn. It's my favorite place to hang out online. Just type in Jacqueline Twilly and my profile will come up. And if you send me an invite, just mention that you listen to the Lionel Shipman Show and I'll definitely accept the request. And for companies who are interested in working with us, would love to schedule any calls. The booking information can be found on zero gap
1: Oh, perfect, perfect. Now, tell us, do you have, let's see, any, uh, I always like to uh, open this up as well, any particular workshop or any particular event uh, that is a, a must-go uh, coming up in the next six months? Do you have anything coming up on the New on the Horizon?
2: Yeah, so we have a lot of exciting events that we plan. So, Zero Gap hosts at least three webinars a month and one in-person event per month. So if you go to the ZeroGap.co website, you will be able to find all of those. And then when I'm speaking at an organization uh, as a representative of Zero Gap, you can always find that information listed on JacquelineTwilly.com, and I'll have the upcoming speaking events there.
1: Perfect. Now, and by the way, you are on uh, social media. I mean, other like, you know, Instagram, Twitter and all.
2: Yeah. So I'm everywhere on the Internet. You can find me at Jacqueline V Twilly.
1: OK. Perfect. On all, all right.
2: Social platforms. Yes.
1: OK, perfect. Perfect. Well, uh, let me say this. Thank you so much for being a guest here on the show. Uh, I really appreciate uh, the information. I appreciate what you're doing and your mission and your passion with your company and wish you the world of success, Uh, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thanks for having me, Lano. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, you're more than welcome. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. I hope you made plenty uh, of notes tonight, very good nuggets of information that went forth. And uh, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the show if you missed anything while we were uh, talking tonight. But I want to thank you so much for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show. Every Tuesday night at 830 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Uh, you can. And if you've missed any of the past shows, you can visit my website at ShipmanConsulting.com. That's www.ShipmanConsulting.com. I have created a radio show page, a page dedicated to the show. Uh, You can see the gallery of all the different guests that I've had here on the show. But I also have a special gallery of all of the guests that are under the women in finances series. So I would encourage you to go back. And if you missed any of the past shows, you can click on the the faces and be able to go to those shows and listen to them as well. You can also listen to some of the other shows, what I call solo shows that uh, I touch on different uh, financial and money topics uh, from time to time. So you can make sure that you can tune into those as well. If you have not touched base with me uh, on social media, you can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, definitely on LinkedIn. But uh, I would encourage you to connect with me. I would love to uh, connect back with you, and you can stay in touch with all the wonderful things that we're doing here and all the different postings of information. You know me. I am always finding an article, and I love being able to explain it and then to give some thought behind it. Uh, regarding your finances and all. So as we're closing, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. We will talk with you next week. And as I always do, we will go out with a little smooth jazz music by Mr. Everett Harp. Talk to you next week. Take care, everyone. (laughs)